Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, rolling along. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. What a day. What a fabulous little time in sports. You know, is it me or do we just not have downtimes in sports anymore? Like, I feel like for the longest time, like I've been a sports announcer for 30 years. I've been, I've been working in this industry one way or another, um, paid and unpaid since 1990. And that's a, so that's a 32 years. And I feel like there used to be cycles. There would be like, you know, long stretches of nothing going on. These days, if we get consecutive days, consecutive two days in a row where not much seems to be going on in sports, I feel like it's unusual. Mm. Right? Well, I mean, I think it's in part because you're covering the NFL draft for us, and that has become such an incredibly important thing to fans all across the country. If there's, if there's any time in the sports calendar now where I think you'd feel that way, it's probably like sometime in July after the NBA Finals and before training camp starts up again, but I'm with you. Most every day there's something to talk about. I should have brought up this one name that I gave you the other day in my draft prep with Mel. And what I mean by that is when I had Mel on in our first hour, I should have brought up this name. He doesn't have him going in either of the first two rounds. I've told you the quarterback who really intrigues me in this draft is Carson Strong, who is uh, the quarterback out of Nevada. And he's coming off a knee injury. To me, there feel like a lot of similarities in the story between him and Davis Mills. Now, Davis Mills, who wound up going in the third round to Houston, started most of this year and with absolutely no one paying attention, had a great year. I told you leading into that draft, he was going to be the steal. He was the second best rookie quarterback in the NFL last year behind Mac Jones. And when it's all said and done, I'm not sure he isn't going to be the best. Coming out of high school, he was the best. He was the number one quarterback in the country. And he tore up his knee. He transferred to Stanford. He did not play that much in college. Now, the difference between him and Strong, who also tore up his knee, is that Davis Mills went into it a very good athlete and should recover that. Strong is not. So he does not add the second element that has become such a big part of football these days. He's more of a, of a pocket passer, you know, but... I, I saw Tom Brady win a Super Bowl doing that two years ago. Matt Stafford's not exactly racing around back there like he's RG3. You can still win with that. Carson Strong has got a, a, a high-level NFL arm. He calls all his own plays at the line of scrimmage. He does all that pro-level stuff. His touchdown interception and total yard and, and, and completion percentage numbers are off the charts. Completed 70% of his passes each of the last two years. He's a fascinating kid to watch. I may not even get to say his name on Friday night. He may last until round four from what I'm hearing. I think he's a very intriguing prospect. Let me ask you a question then, because it's Pickett, it's Willis, it's Corral, it's Ritter, it's Howell. Based upon your research and the people that you've talked to, would you take Carson Strong over any of those five guys? Well, let me tell you the way I feel like it's shaping up. And again, I'm the host. I'm, I'm not one of the analysts. I'm, I'm reading notes on these guys, but I, I am by no means doing all of the scouting that Mel and McShay and Lewis and Booger and all of them are looking at all the tape. Their opinions on this stuff are a trillion times more important than mine. My job is to say, Mel, <laughs> um, and, and then let him explain it. But the sense I'm getting is that these guys are sort of broken up into categories. The top category is Willis and Pickett. And, and one or the other will go first, the other will go second, and those are the two top guys. The next tier, I shouldn't have said category, I should have said tier. The next tier, I think, is um, Desmond Ritter and um, not Sam Howell. Uh, Corral? And Matt Corral. 
Matt Corral, I think people are a little concerned about his size because he's not very big and he runs a lot and he gets hit a lot and he got hurt in that bowl game. But I think those two guys are the next tier. I think Howell is a little step down from them, and I think the consensus is that Strong is a step down from that. So that, that I think, to me, are the quarterbacks. And there's another quarterback in this draft I just did last night. His name is... I'm forgetting is from Kent State. The quarterback from Kent State is another one who I think will you're going to hear his name maybe early Saturday. You know, he gets drafted like fourth round, fifth round. His name just jumped Crum? out of my head. Dustin, is it Dustin, Dustin Crum? Dustin Crum. I just did him last night. He comes from this crazy offense. They led the country in first downs and points scored. Like they, they, they run like the fastest. If you watch them play last year, they run like plays in like 15 seconds. They run a million plays. So the question is how that offense will translate to the next level. Let me ask you a question then. So if I set the over-under at three and a half quarterbacks drafted in the first round. Under. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't do that. What's wrong with that? Don't do what? What's wrong with that? Because I remember doing this last year. And I went under on three and a half, and I was told that I was wrong. And you were wrong. <laughs> no. I, I said under three and a half, and all you, all you guys were like, no, it's going to be over. I, and it was. It's no, for this year, coming up, this oh, year. For this I year. was Nostradamus and said, we'll, oh. we'll be three and a half, uh, it'll be under three and a half, and you guys laughed at me. Well, even, Mel, even Mel at that point was like, no, I'm going over. Here's the difference. Hmm. Nuno, you are that rare genius who will not be fully appreciated until after your time. For the record, you were right. I, I think that there is a very good chance that only two quarterbacks go in the first round. Wow. I think Desmond Ritter might be a guy that someone trades in for that like one of the last two picks. But Mel, for those of you who have not seen his new mock draft, it's on ESPN Plus right now. He actually has the Jets as the team that does that. The Jets have two picks early in the second round, and he has the Jets... Uh, packaging some stuff and moving up to the back end of the first round and taking the center, Tyler Linderbaum, and um, who is whose stock is falling a little bit because his arms are short. I, 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 don't, I don't know. How important is that? I guess it's very important. I don't know what to tell you because there was a moment in time when people were talking about Tyler Linderbaum as though he was going to be like a top 12 to 15 pick in this draft, and now Mel has them getting him at 31. Sounds good to me. And I will tell you all that once upon a time, the Jets took two offensive linemen in the first round. They took a center late in the first round. He wound up being Nick Mangold, wound up being one of the best players the Jets have ever had. They took a tackle, I believe four overall that year, which is where the Jets are picking now. And that was to Brickashaw Ferguson. You know what? The Jets went to two AFC championship games with Mark Sanchez as their quarterback because they had such a good offensive line. I am totally in favor of that. I am totally in favor of the Jets taking a tackle, which is the safest pick you can have with the fourth pick overall. Mel has them taking Kayvon Thibodeau. If any Jet fan knows anything, it is that when the Jets take a risk on a pass rusher early in the draft, it always goes bad. Always. So whether it's Trayvon Walker or Kayvon Thibodeau, the safest pick is you take the kid Aquanu out of NC State. Now you, Let's say you love Mekhi Becton. Now, let, let that be our biggest problem. We have too many good offensive tackles. That'd be a wonderful problem to have. And then you take Tyler Linderbaum later and you get a receiver at number 10, done. I'm in. I signed for that right this minute. So somehow you've sidetracked me into that conversation here, which was not my intention. Did you know the job search can be a long, frustrating journey? That's why ZipRecruiter's AI does so much of the work for you. They send you jobs you can apply to with one click, and they pitch your profile to employers. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. All right, now, because my intention here was to do all of the NBA picks, 
you have put me in a bind. This is not a me thing. Well, you sidetracked me into talking about this talking much about longer. Carson Strong. You asked me a question, and I wound up... You know me. You know I'm the master of using a thousand words when four might have <laughs> sufficed. And so now I've taken myself out of time. So instead, I'm going to change up some of the things I was planning on doing, and I'm going to give you maybe my all-time favorite, I'm Sorry What? I'm Sorry What? I'm sorry. What? What? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? This is the president of the Cincinnati Reds, Phil Castellini, on 700 WLW Radio. And we have the question on here, right? I don't need to set this up at all? Correct. Okay, so you're going to hear him being asked, basically, why should the fans believe in you and your team because you've been bad for a long time? Just listen to this. Sloaney asked you about the quote, show little faith in us, right? Yeah. And I, I saw you got right to the Colts. So you, you have people who say, look, uh, faith has earned 15 years of ownership. They haven't won to the extent that we would like. And so you had my faith, but you've lost it. Why should that fan maintain trust in you? Well, where are you going to go? <laughs> let's start there. I mean, so- oh my God, I can't go on. Let's 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 not just start there. Let's end there. Because hey, he's got a great point. What that guy just did, Bubba. Where are you going to go? He said the quiet part out loud. That's the piece of this that too many people that run professional sports teams don't want you to know, but they take you for granted because they know they can. This was a huge topic of conversation. When I first started hosting talk shows was in Chicago years and years ago before I came to ESPN. And in those days, the Cubs were terrible always. The 90s was a lost decade for the Chicago Cubs. And the big conversation topic on our radio station, callers would call in, we'd have these fights all the time. Should the Cubs fans stop going to games? Because it was perceived as a problem that that ballpark, which is the most magnificent place in the world, Wrigley Field is a cathedral, and the neighborhood, they had just recently built up that neighborhood. See, a quick history lesson, there had been no night games in Chicago until 1988. So all the games are in the middle of the day. When they put lights in there, all of a sudden, they, the, all these bars started opening in the neighborhood, and Wrigleyville became a place to go. So going to a Cubs game became an awesome thing to do. It became a fun thing to do, and the game was almost irrelevant. I was in college at the time. Take it from me. I went to a million Cubs games in college. I don't know who they played, much less who won. You were just there to hang out and drink beer and have fun and all that kind of stuff. And because they knew that, there wasn't financial pressure on them to win. And that became a big popular topic of conversation. And my position was always, no, 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 go to the games. Don't deprive yourself. Go and enjoy the, if you enjoy the experience, don't deprive yourself of the experience. But you do have to recognize that part of the reason they stink is because there isn't that kind of pressure on them to win. Now, look, God bless them. They wound up winning a World Series since then. That's changed. But in this case, Hembo, this guy is just saying that part of it out loud. Yeah, it goes to show you the kind of, I guess, archaic thinking that a lot of these owners and presidents have because, first of all, it's, it's, not, it's not true. Like There are so many better things that you could do right now if you, if you live in the greater Cincinnati area than watch the Reds. You also have access to MLB TV, which is really cheap, where you can watch every single game across the league at any time that you want. <laughs> I think it's fair and safe to say... That the Cincinnati Bengals, who have an 86, the Reds have an 86-year head start on, 
are going to become much more popular really fast. Don't take what you have for granted. It's precious. It's fragile. And that kind of thinking is outrageous. And if I were a fan of the Cincinnati Red today, I would be outraged. I'll talk more about this in a minute. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water, see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. I have more on that. I have another I'm sorry what that I really like. And I'm going to pick every team in the NBA's playoff bracket next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. But to the point I made earlier, we just keep having breaking news. Now, the Raiders and Derek Carr have agreed to a three-year extension worth over $121 million. So he is now under contract through the 2025 season. And our Jeremy Fowler is reporting he got a no-trade clause. So that combination, Devontae uh, Adams uh, and his relationship with uh, Carr, which goes back to college, you know, they are now rekindled and they are in it together. That is going to be the combination in Vegas. And, and look, I think it's the right thing to do. Derek Carr was a guy, I can't count the number of times people tried to figure out who might replace him in Vegas, and it never made any sense to me. He's an excellent quarterback. Is he Patrick Mahomes? No, probably not. Is he Justin Herbert? I happen to be a huge Herbert fan. Right now, would you rather have him or Russell Wilson? Eh, I don't think it's as easy as it sounds. It might be everyone who's thinking, oh, come on, Greeny, of course it's Wilson. I don't know. I think Carr's a really good player. And he's been in a dysfunctional place. John Gruden, who, look, that was a mess. I mean, I think think it was a mess from the minute John got there. And Mike Mayock, and they've done a lot of things that just made no sense at all. Um, and yet he still somehow managed to have them in the playoffs last year. And on the road against the team that wound up in the Super Bowl, he had them right in that game to the end. I think Carr's a really good player. I think this is a good move. So do I. And I also think it sort of underscores another conversation that is worth having now about just how much money we're paying quarterbacks. And obviously we've seen this offseason, how much money we're paying paying wide receivers. Now, if I'm a general manager in the NFL, I'm drafting a quarterback and a wide receiver in every single draft, hoping that I get good ones that don't have to pay $40 million a year. That's a good point, is, is that's one, particularly at the receiver position, because I think those, there are more of them. Sure. You know, the quarterbacks, right. if you've got a good one, I, I think you've got to do it. You've got to pay him and bite the bullet. And but, it's crazy, because like you said so many times, we put him on different teams. He's the longest tenured quarterback in the conference now. <laughs> in the conference? In the, in, in the AFC. He's the longest tenured quarterback in the AFC. What year did he become the starter there? He was, uh, he was a second-round pick. 
But he started right away, 2014. Right. So, so 14. Eight years. Eight eight years. years. And that, that makes you the years. longest. Yeah, because uh-huh. Brady's not there anymore. Look, it is, a, it is a new day in the NFL, and that should be good. Meanwhile, the NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Play in action tonight. We got Hawks, Hornets, followed by Spurs, Pelicans, presented by Indeed on most of these ESPN radio stations. So, hashtag KOD. The Kiss of Death. Let me apply the KOD as only I can. The kiss of death with all of my postseason picks. We'll go through the entire bracket relatively quickly because I want time for all of you, the members of the hashtag crew, to respond to them. So quickly, I will just tell you as we fill out the play-in tournament, I do like Atlanta tonight. I would expect them to win tonight. I like New Orleans tonight. I would expect them to win tonight. That would set up Friday night games between Cleveland and Atlanta. I will take the Hawks. And New Orleans and Minnesota. No, no, excuse me. New Orleans and the Clippers in L.A. And I will take the Clippers. So that is the play, those are my play-in picks. Just so you can fill out that part of the bracket. Now go. Are you going to go through the bracket? You, you printed a bracket. I thought you were going to give, ask me this setup and you were going to ask me for my pick. <laughs> I gave you a bracket. I also printed a bracket. Do you want me to? <laughs> yes, I want you here? to take me through the bracket. <laughs> okay, we got Phoenix against the Clippers, the 1 8 matchup in the first West. Day? I mean, who do you me? got? Okay, say it again. <laughs> we got the, the, the Suns, the 1 seed in the West versus the 8 seeded Clippers. Five, five game Suns. Okay, Mavs and the Jazz. That's the 4 5. So, so much of this is going to depend on Luka. I mean, for him to get hurt in the last game is just awful because they were red hot and Utah has been going in the wrong direction. But if Luka is not able to play or significantly compromised, then that changes everything. But I I will take the Mavericks because I'm just banking on the fact that he will be able to play. And I'll take the Mavs in six games thinking maybe... You know, if he's a little hobbled games one or two, they were very good on the road. That surprised me because Vegas has him as like a three to one underdog. So they, they're not expecting many contributions at all out of Luka. They have them. As, they have Dallas a three to one underdog. The Jazz are, have become a massive favorite. So that series. means they're hearing he's not going to play. That's what I think. Or that he's going to be significantly hobbled. Well, I will just say this. I know it's not a reasonable way to pick something. If he doesn't play, then I definitely like the Jazz. Fair enough. Okay, but the Warriors are the three. The Nuggets are the six. That's not as easy as it sounds. I'm going to take Golden State, but I think that is a tough series. I don't think we're going to see Jamal Murray. That's going to be up to him. I don't know exactly what we're going to get out of Steph. I think that is a tough series. I'll take Golden State in six or seven tough games. Wow, and then we got Memphis then against Minnesota. Memphis. I love Memphis. Okay. All right, then we'll go to the uh, first round in the East. We got Miami against the eight seed in the East. I'll take the Heat. That would, in, in my prediction, it would be Atlanta. Mm-hmm. They were made a good playoff run last year. Miami's too good and too well coached to get knocked out that fast. The four or five is Philly and Toronto. I, I, I'm going to b- pick this one with my heart. I want the Sixers because I want to see them keep going because I just find them so fascinating. But I think they could be in real trouble. Who do you think is going to win that series? I think Toronto is going to win the series. I, I have prepared myself for the doom and gloom that I will face in a couple of weeks. I'll say this. If the Sixers lose either of the first two games at home, now you're facing a critical uh, the need to win one without Matisse Thibel in Toronto. I'm going to take Philly in seven, but, but, but only because I want to see them go on. My dream is that we get Sixers nets. Uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals, which I will be hosting and will be traveling to. And so I would really like to see that matchup. So I will I will pick them, but with no confidence at all. All right, the 3-6 is Milwaukee and Chicago. Look, you know my heart is with Chicago, but who can't? I'll take Milwaukee in five. got to lay <laughs> 1100 bucks to win 100 on the Bucks to win that series. Yeah, I, I don't see it. And we got Boston and Brooklyn. Boston against Brooklyn. I, I'm going to take the Nets. I'm going to take the Nets in six tough games. I, 
I'm just I'm not willing to pick against those two guys. I'm just not willing to do it. All right, we'll go back to the West End. We got Phoenix against Dallas in the second round. Phoenix, either way. Okay, and whether they get Utah or Phoenix, I mean, excuse me, Utah or Dallas, the Suns are too good. Then you got Golden State and Memphis on the bottom of the bracket. That might be the hardest pick of the year, and and it it might have a, a look. Golden State has the experience. That's the edge they have. Memphis has had a better year. They have been a better team, start to finish. Their coach is phenomenal. He's my coach of the year. You could easily make an argument for Desmond Bain or for John Morant as the the uh, most improved player. And Morant, I think, is he's on my second team All-NBA. I'm just going to have a tough time picking against Golden State with all of their experience. If Steph is back and healthy and Clay and Draymond and all of that, with no confidence in it whatsoever, I will take Golden State in six games. All right, so you got Phoenix and Golden State in the Phoenix, West. Phoenix, no question. Phoenix is going to the finals. Okay, Phoenix is going to the finals. I'm going to go back to the East End, and you have Miami playing Philly in the second round. Again, only because I want it to happen. I will take the Sixers. I don't think there's any chance, but I will wager on Harden maybe surprising us all and all of a sudden looking both dedicated and what am I talking about? They're going to lose the first round series to Toronto. <laughs> put Miami in that spot. All right, Miami. And then Milwaukee and Brooklyn on the bottom half. Look, I got to put my money where my mouth is. I have been taking the Nets all along. I'm going to stay with it. I'm probably an idiot. I, I, I'm, I'm sure everyone else is right and I'm wrong, but I'm going to take KD and Kyrie to shoot their way into the final and to win it. I have got Phoenix and the Nets in the NBA Finals, and the Suns winning. The Suns are the best team in the NBA. They deserve it. And my MVP of the Finals is Mikael Bridges. Mm. It's going to be like a Kawhi-esque kind of MVP. We're going to be talking about the unbelievable defense he played on KD through that series. Plus, he'll average like 18 points. He has never missed an NBA game, by the way. He has been, he has, since he got there, he's played, I think, 331 out of 331 games. I love that kid. Mikhail Bridges is my finals MVP. We will get uh, the critique from the assembled members of the hashtag crew, and then we will do who you got. Greeny, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We'll get the hashtag cruise picks and who you got coming up in just a couple of minutes. 
Meanwhile, the guys on Barton Hahn yesterday, I guess, had an interesting conversation on what would happen if we had a basketball tournament amongst the ESPN radio shows. Now, I haven't heard exactly what they said. I assume we'd be the favorites. The hashtag Greeny Crew would be the favorites. Let's see what they said. It's like only people I think could get us some work, maybe, is Jalen and Jacoby because Jacoby like, looked like he can uh, shoot spot up three. I think he still plays. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I, th- I think – other than that, I don't, I'm not worried about Chris Carlin and Chris Canty. We got them barbecue chicken. I don't think it's nobody else, period. I'm talking about both. I'm talking about the national and the local. Greeny and the hashtag crew, do you think we could take on them? Oh, yeah. If all the hashtags played and it's Jay just Will you and, and me? Jay Will and Keyshawn, you know what I'm saying? Ooh. We just said, it, said, you know, we sweep the leg, but, you know, you know sweep the leg on Jay Weezy. You know, Keyshawn going to run out of breath. Bart is unbelievable, isn't he? I mean, he's actually talking about how he would purposely injure Jay Williams. You know, the best, and I've come to love Bart, all right? So, Bart, you see him on uh, Get Up all the time. He's with us at least once a week, sometimes more. And I, I always say he has resting angry face. Like, he just always looks and is angry. He, he just wakes up in the morning looking for something to be mad about. And have you ever seen... One of those mic'd up moments on the field where Chad Johnson, or maybe at this moment he was called Chad Ochocinco, was trying to fraternize with members of the Ravens when Bart was playing for them and Bart was having none of it. Have you ever seen that? Yes, it's a great clip. That's the most Bart moment of all time. Bart would, and and I, I consider Bart and I to be good friends at this point. If we played basketball, our show against their show, Bart would throw me into a stanchion. (laughs) Gladly. I mean, he would absolutely... Physical me uh, uh, to the point and, and, uh, th- that, that I would be injured. And he just, he would injure Jay Will. And in thinking through the lineups that they ran through, we're, we're the only show without any former pro athletes. I mean, we would have a lot of trouble against we'd every other team. We'd be the worst team. team. Oh, I mean, by a long there's shot. There's zero question we'd be the worst no team. No one's bringing, who is the best basketball <laughs> player amongst us? Me. <laughs> you, you're pretty good at making half-court shots uncontested. Yes, I, I did. Uh, and, and, I mean, I'm, I'm the best basketball player among us, and that should tell you just how bad we I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure did. I'd beat you one-on-one. Maybe we should have a one-on-one tournament just amongst the four of us. Apparently, that they're, go, they're trying to work on this because Keyshawn was extremely angry. They're talking about maybe in June. Oh, Keyshawn was not he, happy at he all. He was so angry about it. They're talking about bringing a basketball court out to the seaport sometime in June to actually do this. So someone, <laughs> I want to see this so, so much. They will be pulling a body out of uh, the Well, East they're River. the show that has the two professional athletes. That would be fun to watch. We would definitely lose. We continue in 15 seconds. <laughs> All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. Going to get to who you got in just a minute. Try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with Nationwide 5G and America's Best Networks. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. If you're just joining us, I just gave you my entire NBA playoff bracket. It finishes with the Suns beating the Warriors and the Nets beating the Heat in the conference finals and then the Suns winning the championship with Mikael Bridges being the finals MVP. The one thing that I I think is that you were just telling me, what are the odds of the Utah-Dallas series? Right now, Utah, the five seed in that matchup, is minus 320 against the Mavs that have home court There is only one explanation for that. The second half of the season, Dallas has been 100 times better than Utah. Um, The only explanation for that is the people making those lines believe they know that Luka Doncic is not going to play. 
or at least that he's going to be significantly hobbled with this injury. Let me ask you a question. If, if Luka had not been injured in the final game They're of the They're the favorite for sure. For sure. For sure. They ha- Luka is either going to not play or, or not be Luka. There's, there's no other way to interpret that. Right. So that's terrible. And if that is the case, it's just a bad thing all around. But let me get a quick take from Nuno. Was there anything that I gave you in my hashtag KOD predictions that you significantly disagreed with? I just believe if the Nets get to the finals that they are win- that they're winning it. Uh, for me, it's all or nothing with them. Like they will either lose in the first round or they're going to go on this magical ride where they actually win the title. So you've got them beating Phoenix in the final? If they get there, yes. Uh, where I think that they will end up beat them. And I don't know if Phoenix gets there. If I have a healthy huh. a healthy Steph Curry, I like them because remember Chris Paul, like I know you've mentioned Bridges great trade uh uh, they're uh, Hembo with stop. the 76ers. Uh, but I think Chris Paul, there's still a lot of questions about him and his legacy and not being able to win the big There game. are. But here's the thing. There's so many good players on that team that are playing so well. Bridges and Aiton and Booker, who's an MVP caliber type of player. They, they, they don't need Chris Paul to be – he's their leader. They don't need him to be even their third best player in order to continue to have a chance. They, they've just been – machine-like. I, I, they, they've just been too good for me to pick against, and Golden State is not. Now, in Nuno's defense, going back to Christmas, when we had them, we had that matchup a bunch of times. Um, at that moment in time, Michael Wilbon was trying to convince the world Phoenix was really the team to beat, and Stephen A. was on the Golden State bandwagon, so I was watching that matchup closely. Golden State was the better team. When they were healthy at the beginning of the season, Golden State looked like they were the better team. They looked like they were the best team in the NBA, but they were never healthy again. Draymond got hurt. Clay came back. All that stuff happened. And now Steph is hurt. So if fully healthy, Nuno, I think there is legitimacy to what you're saying. It's not crazy, but I will still take Phoenix to beat them. Hembo. I think it's crazy. They won, the Suns won 64 games. Right. They won 64 games. I went back and looked. They're the 25th team in NBA history to win that many. Of the previous 24, 15 won the title, and 18 got to the NBA Finals. I think, I mean, and they were so much better than everyone else, too. They won what, eight more games than anyone else in the league. Yeah. I think they're absolutely, I think, I'd be stunned if they did not win the championship. And they won a bunch of them without Chris Paul, too. It's and not Booker. As, it's not as though they yeah. were healthy all year long. No, they deserve to be viewed as the as the favorites. Bubba, quick one from you. What what are, what are your big picture predictions NBA players? Yeah, I was I was a little worried about how much uh, faith you had in the Sixers, but I'm glad uh, you eventually just kind of got <laughs> off that cuz yeah, you, I was worried you just I kept just want it. Yeah, you just you just this is I know I mean I agree. I, it would be great to see. It's I, my first year. It would be awesome. That's what we all want to see. 100%. Net Sixers Eastern Conference Finals would be a dream. 100% oh, yeah. with you on wanting it. A I just, dream. I mean, how much faith can you have in the Sixers? None. But zero. I have that's, zero. That's faith. the matchup to see. hundred percent. I think they could easily lose to Toronto. They could easily lose this series Absolutely. to Toronto. And you know, and then what happens? Then is Doc out? Are they still? For are, they, sure. are they going to sure. give Harden the coach he wants? Are they going to go hire Mike Dan? Just make yeah. Harden the coach and let's move on. Is James Harden? Are you willing to? If you're Daryl Morey, you are at this stage, and I like Daryl. He's a Northwestern guy. I know him. I think he's a very smart man. Daryl loves James Harden. He loves him. And I get it. There was a lot to love. If you're Daryl Morey, are, are you betting? <laughs> There's more to love now. <laughs> There's a little too much of him to love these days. That's very well played. Good line. Are you willing to bet $250 million on him and, and just hitch your horse to that wagon? Is that right? Hitch your wagon to that? Whatever it is you hitch to something else. 
Are you just basically making them the Philadelphia Hardens for the next five years? They've sold their soul to James Harden. When, when you made that trade, you've decided that the future of the franchise is in his hands, is in his left hamstring. It's what his whims. Doc Rivers will not be the Sixers coach next year if they don't at least win two playoff series. They will replace him with Mike D'Antoni in all likelihood. And we'll get to see, we'll get to see the, the remnants of James Harden for the next five years making $250 million. It'll be very interesting. I mean, there's all these rumblings you hear out there. Does Doc then wind up in Utah? Does Quinn Snyder wind up with the Lakers? We'll wait and see what happens with all of that. Okay, one piece of business before we call it a day. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? It's everybody's favorite part of the show. This is that time when uh, Bubba will utilize his expertise before his career in radio production. Bubba uh, applied um, the lie detector tests for the CIA. So he's very experienced in that area. He's put together a series of questions for me that I will be forced to answer whether I'm prepared to or not. Bubba, take it away. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you ready? What do you mean, am I ready? I just threw it to you um, and well, said, Bubba, take it away. That doesn't necessarily mean you're ready. I think Bubba, take it away, is the universal broadcasting sign for I'm ready. Eh, debatable. Okay. Debatable. Who Fair you enough. got? Brought to you by Granger. We'll start with this. The USFL new league starting up will have a chip in their footballs that will determine automatic first downs, something we've been talking about, hearing about, wanting for many years are you on board with this who you got so to be clear not automatic first downs but we'll automatically tell you whether it was a first down or not right like we'll tell you whether the ball passed a goal line right yeah so they'll have they'll have instead of the the, do away with the measuring instead of of running out the chain the chain gang will no longer be necessary look let's face it and i know that it has been a part of football history for a hundred years is anything more ridiculous than the fact that we're still running these freaking chains out there and stretching them out. Now, I guess there is some drama when they do actually extend it out. And is it an inch over? Is it an inch under? But let's face it, in a, in a multi-billion dollar business, do we really have like 60-year-old men running these chains out onto the field? Is that really the best way to do this? Come on, I, I, they, we have to be able to come up with a better way. Maybe this is that answer. I, I, it's the most ridiculous, arbitrary thing that we do. And you're right. Everyone who does that job is like 85. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's retired whatevers that get to do it. And, they, and then they come up with the index card. It's a whole charade. It's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I think the index card was just once. It was Gene Stanton. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that was a classic moment. But, but he but. ruined it because once he did that, it was like, okay, now – if you ever wanted any indication of just how ridiculous this is, Let's get the chips. nothing says 2022 like an index card. <laughs> like, you know. So uh, the answer to your question, Bubba, is yes, I'm on board with this. Let's see how it works. I love this and these, these leagues to have these experimental ideas. Let's try it. And then the NFL can decide if they like it or not. Remember the USFL? They had a bunch of other ideas that we were watching that we kind of liked. Remember, we were debating these things on their league got their their season got cut off and ended because of COVID, right? But for no, the, that was the uh, AAFC. Wasn't the, <laughs> that was one of the other ones. The A A F L or the, the AAFC. I thought. No, what, what were the games that we were doing? Diana Rossini was doing games, and that was that. That was the that was a, the, the whatever league it was. I'm sorry. I don't know. There's some uh, the, 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 the XFL came back earlier, and then they're back. Then there was also the the AAFL or the AF. I can't remember now. 
the point is someone was doing things we liked and we talked about what, what it was. And now can't remember what they were. It was oddly nonspecific. Can't even remember the name of the league. <laughs> but a good call. I guess what I'm trying to say is Great I call. like this idea, Bubba. What's next? I think it was the AAFL. <laughs> okay. Alliance of word. American Football, I believe. I'll take I'll take your word for it. Yeah. It was Ebersol's son. He was having a great time. Okay. Um, Hornets, Hawks, Spurs, Pelicans tonight. ESPN, ESPN Radio, tune in. Who you got in these games? Yeah, uh, we'll be here for countdown starting 6.30 Eastern tonight, leading you into the East game. Um, I like Atlanta, because, and I like Charlotte. And, and I, uh, LaMelo Hall is, uh, excuse me, LaMelo Ball is so much better than I thought he'd be. Nuno, is LaMelo Ball a better player than you thought he'd be? Uh, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I was not sold. You know, it's an in, 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 I think it's an illustration of the fact that his father just kind of turned me off to the point where I was like, there's so much hype here. But LaMelo is the best of the balls. Alonzo's a really good player. LaMelo's excellent. He's a star waiting to happen. But I like uh, Trey Young better in this spot, and they're at home. So I like Atlanta. And then I like the Pelicans, like DeJounte Murray in San Antonio had a nice run to get here and knock the Lakers out. But the Pelicans are a better team. And, and ever since Brandon Ingram came back from injury early this year, they've been a slightly above average NBA team, which in this case makes them the better team. So I, I like Atlanta and New Orleans in the games tonight. Greeny here with who you got and Bubba, take it away. All right. And yes, it was the Alliance of American football and the, the, it was AAF. That's what it was. But that's not the league we had on ESPN that Diana was doing the games I think there and all was. that stuff. Yeah. I don't think so. Well, it was, it was either that or the XFL. I think it was the XFL. I think we did both. I think it was the XFL. And, and, and you know who was doing it was Oliver Luck. Oliver Luck was like the commissioner. Oh, he was the commissioner of the XFL, yeah. I, I think that's what it was, and we well, were doing both their were games. Going, I thought we did both. I don't know. Maybe we not. may have done both. Who knows? Uh, what the hell? G- keep going. XFL, good times. What's XFL's next? back. USFL's back. We're all back. So as we were just talking about the Nets win last night, means it's number two, Boston, versus number seven, Brooklyn. So are you 100% in here? You're going Brooklyn? Who you got? I'm taking Brooklyn. We made our picks earlier. No I chance. Am- you're Boston. You're not going to – not giving Boston. No, of course I give them a chance. I recognize I, my picks are called the hashtag KOD for a reason. So basically, Boston's going to win. I'm almost always wrong. Here's the only thing I can say: I just can't bet against those two guys. Like basketball has been a sport all of my life, where the team with the better players wins. The best players win, and I don't think the net supporting cast is as bad as everyone makes it out to be. They got good pieces from Philly. Andre Drummond is a usable piece. Seth Curry, his ankle is right now not all right. He's a very usable piece. Dragic is a good player. He's a meaningful player. Uh, Bruce Brown is a good player. And then when Kyrie plays at his best, the Nets, if you were going to make a list of the, of the four best players in the series, we all know who the four best players in this series are, Jalen Brown would be fourth. And, and Tatum, I guess, would be second, but not by much over Kyrie when Kyrie is playing at his best and KD is the best. I think they have the better players. I think the Nets, I just cannot bet against those two guys four times in a seven-game series. I'm sure I'm wrong, but I've got the Nets. Bubba with us here, ESPN Radio. Go. All right, who you got brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. And yesterday was National Grilled Cheese Sandwich Day, so can you get down with the grilled cheese? Who you Not got? a fan. Not, Not a fan. a fan of the whoa, grilled cheese. No. Whoa, Don't like it. Doesn't like a grilled which cheese. Are, which of the two ingredients don't you like? I don't like 
almost any cooked cheese, first of all, any cheese that has an odor. Now, generally, people don't make grilled cheese with one of those cheeses. But if you're yeah, making that would be it with, a bit aggressive. If you're making it with Swiss, I'm out. I'm out. No one, no one eats grilled cheese Swiss sandwiches. So is it, is it just American cheese? Primarily, yeah. It's a, you're not giving kids a Swiss cheese, grilled cheese sandwich. But I would still eat that. Here's why I, eh. I do not like it. You know what they make you? Now, in England, generally speaking, the food is not great. But in England, they make a toasty. So their sandwiches are a toasty. And this is how I will make a sandwich at home. Rather than frying the bread in butter, and so now it's all kind of yuckified. You just take the bread, you toast it, you put whatever you want on there, a little turkey, whatever you like on there, you layer a piece of cheese over that if you want to, and you just put it in the toaster. And that way it comes out a little melted the way you want it, and it to- the bread is toasted, but it's not all like greasy and buttery and yucky, which is what I find a grilled cheese sandwich to be. That is correct. It could be a little greasy. It's that it's too yucky. It's too greasy. Yeah, I don't like the grease. But you're not eating a, a grilled cheese sandwich for any of the nutritional benefit. But you're you can. It. You can eat a toasted cheese sandwich for the nutritional benefit. <laughs> but it doesn't taste nearly as yes, good. Yes, it does. You're already I, taking the plunge. I am here to tell you right now it does taste as good. No, it does not. It does. Me, try. The, in, I want you to make this sandwich when you get home today. In the toaster oven. In a toaster. You put the bread in first. You let it toast a little. Then you put whatever you want your sandwich to be. It doesn't uh-huh. have to be just cheese. So you put a little, whatever you like, turkey, ham, whatever you like on a cheese sandwich. Then you wait till the, you let that toast a little bit. Then you wait till there's about a minute left in the toasting. You put a piece of cheese on top of that. Let that just melt a little. Then you put the other piece of, now you wait till it dings. You put the two pieces together and you eat it. I don't even think that many people, though, like you still have one of those like a toaster, I think of like you stick the bread in the no. slots and it no, pops that, back and that's forth. That's insane. No, you have a toaster oven. We don't have a toaster. Well, you oven. need one. We need a toaster oven. Yeah, someone needs. Baba, to- do you have a toaster oven at home? Um, yeah, I don't think I use it though. Yeah, so no, no, no. I got one as a toaster. Maybe you should have gotten your buddy who didn't invite you to the wedding a toaster. That's oven. That's exactly right. That would have been perfect. Maybe he sent you a toaster. You know, he he probably picked that out on your registry did, and then decided did you get a not thank you yet? It. He actually, no, I've not received a thank you. Lizzie went back and checked because, of course, she kept a grid of all of the presents we got for our wedding. He did not get us a present for our wedding, and he was invited and did not come. So what, what, what we are alluding to, in case you did not hear the one time we discussed this, is there is a person <laughs> in the world who hates Hembo, who Hembo considers to be one of his closest friends. And I, I consider that a tragedy on a level with you not having a toaster oven. Under no circumstances should you continue not having a toaster oven. It is a very valuable thing to have. I'm going to have a grilled cheese in my... You're going to have a toasted cheese. Trust me. See us 6.30 Eastern tonight, NBA Countdown on ESPN. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.